Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Cowboys ain't easy to love and they're harder to hold. They'd rather give you a song than diamonds or gold. Long star belt buckles and old faded Levi's And each night begins a new day If you don't understand him, he don't die young He'll probably just ride away Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys Don't let them pick guitars and drive them old Tennessee, where I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me in Albuquerque is our co-host, Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. We've got sunshine, warm temperatures, and just an enchanting day ahead. How about you? It looks a lot like Middle Tennessee in Nashville, out where you are right now. I just checked the (laughs) forecast a while ago, and I think there might be two degrees difference in our temperature. Beautiful sunshine, and uh, and I noticed you have some rain coming in tomorrow. We are we're going to be rain free for about two or three days, which is a nice change for us back here in Nashville. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. I've got to I've got to mention that I'm extremely sad today, uh, as we all learned of the passing of Tina Turner yesterday mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a native Tennessean and uh, and such a talented talented performer and uh, I've gone around playing Proud Mary all morning I mean it's like wow <laughs> but anyway our sympathy to, to her family and uh, what a story 
what a storied life that she lived. I almost played Proud Mary mm-hmm. to open the show up today, so that would have been a that would have been a shock, wouldn't it? Well, it would have been totally appropriate. <laughs> well, we're going to play a lot of great music today, and we've got a lot of cowboys on the show today. So who is joining us this morning for the Campfire Cafe? We are going to be chatting with Dave Stamey, followed by poet Terry Nash, two fabulous guys really looking forward to this time together. And then well, who's gonna... with us on Saddle Up? Well, we've got another cowboy back up in the big south fork of East Tennessee. A good friend of ours, Mr. Larry McMillan, will be joining us. And we'll be talking about everything that's going on in the big south fork and uh, trail riding up through that part of the country. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Mr. Dave Stamey. It is the title cut from the album Good Dog. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dave today on the Campfire Cafe. I got a good dog Follow me everywhere that I go A friendly dog Glad to know everybody that I know The truck's his favorite place With wind in his face Makes his big part race a happy dog Bumps his tail Every time I come in sight Not a yappy dog Barks a little He don't hardly ever bite He don't work no cow Never did learn how But I take him along anyhow Chase no sticks, 
Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard the title track from Dave Stamey's album, Good Dog. Our guest today is Dave Stamey. He's been recognized with multiple awards for his songwriting and performing talents by such organizations as the Academy of Western Artists, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, and the International Western Music Association. Dave entertains audiences large and small across the vast West and declares his job is to find the stories of the real West, the rural West, the landscape, the history, and the people, and bring them to life. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a performer who, like the traveling bards of old, enjoys sharing his music, entertaining us with his unique stories and songs, our friend Dave Stamey. Welcome, Dave. Wow, that's 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 a pretty serious introduction. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Good to, good to hear your voice. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome it, it, it to the show, so... Mr. Stamey. Welcome to the oh, thank show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be with with both of you, Bobby and and uh, Mr. Holt. I do I do appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Gary, uh, I, I was, was looking say... to see if I could find Mr. Holt behind my shoulder there, but I didn't <laughs> see him. Anyway. I was just going to say very quickly that uh, we had the pleasure of kind of running into Dave a few times at the recent Santa Clarita Cowboy Festival, and it was so fun, Dave, that first day. We looked up, and you were walking fast down the street heading for breakfast, I think, and I was kind of running after you, yelling out your name a little bit, and it was just so fun to see you on Main Street in Newhall. It was a great weekend. Well, when I'm in search of coffee, don't get in my way. It's uh, <laughs> pretty dangerous. Oh, uh, gosh. We're we're more alike than I thought we were, Dave. I'm telling you. I don't talk to people until I've had at least two cups in the morning. So, oh, anyway. It's, it's, yeah, anyway. it's not safe. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Safe. By <laughs> the way, I wanted, I want to mention real quickly, uh, Jen Roser. Do you pronounce it Roser? I never pronounced her name Roser, right. Yeah, Roser. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Roser said to tell you hello, so I just oh, I just very, spoke very with her. Yeah. Bishop Mule Days is going on this weekend. It is indeed, yeah. And this is uh, one of the first years that I uh, haven't been um, playing at Mule Days. Uh, I have a, a previous engagement that uh, uh, came up in the big city of Tonopah, Nevada, which I'll be doing <laughs> on Sunday. So. Uh, I'll right. be missing out. I'm planning on stopping in Bishop on my way up to Tonopah and visiting my friends just just to say hi. But uh, that's a that's mm-hmm. a big doing there at Mule Days in Bishop. That's a it, things are mighty western there. Let me tell you, they are they are. <laughs> and I and this is the first year that we haven't had Jen on to talk about Mule Days ever. I mean, it's been we've had her on for years and uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think I've had you on the same show with Jen a couple of times, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. Well, she, you know, she's a county supervisor now, so she's got a full plate. Well, she does. As a matter of fact, I invited her on the show, and she said, "I have got meetings. I can't, I can't get on the show this time." Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, she yeah. said, "I'll try to juggle things around a little bit," but anyway, that just didn't work. So I said, "Next year, next year, that'll be fine. That will be fine." Well, you have got uh, a lot of touring that you're doing right now. 
things had slowed down during the pandemic and I was looking at your tour schedule and it's like I started to pant. I mean, <laughs> it was like run from one place to the other. I was exhausted just reading that thing. So, yeah, how, yeah, how has it gotten I, so it busy? Makes, it kind of makes me tired, too, when I look at it. Um, but it's, you know, you just put your head down and go. It's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's. Well, well, it's the old adage: be careful what you wish for, because uh, it, it may it may land on you uh, very heavily, and it has, it has with me. So I'm very fortunate. Oh well, fortunate. well, you are fortunate, but you're such a talented guy, and uh, and this past year was my first year to attend the Western Music Association for some reason I don't know why. And you performed this year there, and uh, and and it, strangely enough, it was the first, first time we'd actually met in person. And mm-hmm. uh, when when yeah, when right. we that's visited, right. it seemed like it seemed like we'd known each other forever, and and kind of the same way with some of the other people. I saw oh. Carolyn Martin, and I said, Carolyn, great to meet you finally. She said, You mean we haven't met in all of these years? I said, no, first time. <laughs> Well, you know, when you meet uh-huh. on the phone, you talk, you talk, you know, uh, a bunch of times on the phone. You, you, you think you you forget that you haven't really shook hands in person. But uh, yeah, 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 it was, it was. I've been trying to get uh, get and uh, get to the to do that show uh, for the for the Western Music Association there, their Thursday night show. I've been trying to do that for four or five years, and um, various things would always come up. Uh, um, and of course, the pandemic uh, certainly got in the way of that. Uh, yeah, we finally got it done. Finally got it done last year. I, I had, I had, uh, uh, hadn't been back since they put me in the Hall of Fame there in 2016. And I, I meant to. I really wanted to, but uh, it was, uh, you know, just life intrudes, as it were. But uh, oh, it, it was, uh, it was fun to see everybody this time. I hadn't been, mm-hmm. hadn't been. In, been quite a while, so it was it was it was fun to see everyone and catch up. It was pretty. It was neat. a wonderful well, concert too. It was a I wonderful get, performance. Uh, it was a great show, and so I guess I was just lucky. I, I came the right year for the first time to meet Dave Stamey. So anyway, all right, I'm going to get to another song real quickly. This is called "Tale of the West." This is from uh, from Good Dog the CD. And anything you want to tell us about this song before we get started? This this is um, <clears throat> this is a recounting of my uh, my adolescence and uh, um, what we uh, how I spent my <laughs> how I spent my childhood on a very hard scrabble ranch. And uh, uh, this this was actually a ranch that was uh, we uh, settled on after we moved down to California from Montana. And uh, this every every bit of this is true. All right, except what isn't. No, I'm only kidding. No, no, it's all this is, true. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sail the West. We're talking with Dave Samey today on the Campfire Cafe. Hey, starvation place on the patch of sand. The railroad ties and old rusty wire. Driving them T-Pos through the hard pan Hoping the price of feed wouldn't get no higher Be horning tar on your shirt Coffee, tobacco, Corona salve 
Worthless dog sneaking around everywhere And bad luck was the only luck we had It tell of the West Had a rural ride of dress Nothing very extraordinary Cattle in a dry lot Beef pulp and blue mix Moldy hay Bony hip Sorry looking Bramer cross Hoping they could gain Three pounds a day Tin roof on the barn Flapping in the wind Foot rot and pink eye And warble fly Twelve cc's of tearing my sin Just swinging our loops underneath the open sky It tell of the west I had a rural ride address Nothing very extraordinary Sing this song Living the romance Living the dream Trying to make a living Trying to get it on It tell of the West Had a rural ride address Nothing very extraordinary an ordinary tale of the West An ordinary tale of the West Tale of the West, Dave Damey from his album Good Dog. One of the things that I think so many of us love about Dave, about what you write and what you sing, is that it's it's so... Um, biographical or it comes from your experiences as, as you travel you have a brand new book um pigaroo <laughs> and the coat of the west <laughs> pigaroo and the coat of the west that's right oh my gosh it is so fun um i've just kind of picked it up at different times and and just sort of flipped through i haven't been able to sit down and just read a whole story the other day i was reading uh, just a couple paragraphs about when you went truck uh shopping um to replace a truck i think and oh my gosh um listeners you have to get this book because you will be so entertained um, your very first chapter, Dave, uh, a lesson in the livestock business has a phrase over and over again. I think it's something like the smell of um, the, the smell is money, boy. <laughs> Smells uh, just tell, like money, boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So just like, tell us, a, you want to tell us a little bit about this book and, and where that phrase came from. Oh, that was, that was one of my father's uh, favorite uh, sayings. Um, uh, at one point in in, uh, in our Montana adventure when I was growing up, he decided that he was going to uh, uh, 
uh, get into the hog business and and really clean up, as it were. Which interesting choice of words there. But, um, and uh, there's there's something about the reek of of hogs that uh, still resonates with me today. Makes me shiver. And um, uh, my my father uh, told me he said that reek that that smells just like money, boy. And uh, uh, and it's. Uh, and which I say, I think in the book I even mentioned, I said, you're, you're not doing your child any favors by teaching him to uh, relate money with pig manure. It just doesn't work out. It really doesn't. <laughs> uh, so how long did it take you to put this collection together? Uh, I did it primarily during the pandemic when I had some off time. It probably took me um, – Oh, a year and a half, two years, something like that, to finally get it get it all written. And uh, and I, you know, I write slowly. I write on a manual typewriter, so it's I'm a I'm a dinosaur from way back. So it's uh, <laughs> it takes me a while to peck these things out. But uh, um, it was something that I'd wanted to 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 get done for 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 quite a while. I'm a I've been a closet writer for forty years. So mm-hmm. well, fun. and you're an avid reader. I know you're always reading and you're passing books around. Anything you've read recently that we, we all ought to be reading? No, you know, I, I kind of been in a, a dry spell here lately as far as what uh what I've what I've been reading. I haven't really come up with anything that's that's uh jazzed me, but uh it's uh it it's been uh it's 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 been an eventful sort of couple of years, so it's uh my 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 uh, attention has been away from reading right, uh, yeah. for a while, but I'm yeah. getting back into it now. And that's do you great. have anything that are good, that's good to read? Um, <laughs> I will send I will send you a list of things. I'd be happy to Is do it? that, not knowing exactly what John would like. I'm happy to send you a list. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd sure. love to get it. I'd love to get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, uh, I I went through a I was a, a spur award. Uh, judge there for a while with the, the oh. so I, I was sort of overwhelmed with uh, yeah uh, with with reading that stuff and um, um, yeah so that was that was that was interesting and 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 and, and fun and fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I know I was talking to one um, person that was a judge for this year and I think this person said about forty I think this judge read about forty different books yeah i uh i was in um i wasn't uh, the novel guy but uh i I ended up reading about that many pieces um which tends to get a little overwhelming (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely we're talking about spur awards that's a a very prestigious award given by the western writers um of america um group and jim and i are going for, to the conference for the very first time in like 3 weeks from now so we're we're very anxious love, to i would love to go to that it just always coincides with a ride that i host uh a horseback uh, camping trip that i host into the ghost town of bodie california and uh, so it always it always falls on that same week so I, i've not yet had the opportunity to attend that conference yeah, and I see you are doing that again this year. Um, the ghost town—that's such a—that's yep. such a popular ride. That's so cool. You're you're going to you continue that. You're continuing that. That's great. Uh, it gives me yeah. it gives me a, an excuse to climb on a horse. <laughs> 
Well, um, I think Gary's probably – um, Gary, do you want to do Where Have All the Horses Gone? Is that what you'd well, like to that, play next? Well, that climbing on a horse just leads us right yeah. into this next song, Where Have All the Horses Gone. So we're going to listen to that, come back and talk more with Mr. Dave Samey today on Live from Nashville, our Campfire Cafe. Sundown puts the sky ablaze Horses turning round Fire in their eyes And the night winds come and carry them away In a fitful sleep he sees The horses run Along the brakes that climb above the river He cries out, but it swallows them complete. Where have all his horses gone? Wild as the colder sky. Vanish like starlight in the dawn. Where have all Deserts cross yellow rocks, he drives them toward the trap in the canyon. Wish, shell, and joil scarred their hearts in his mind. is gone. 
one, it is the legendary Dave Stamey. I like that. Legendary Dave Stamey. But uh, <laughs> you're not quite old enough. To be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little bit older and you can really be legendary, I guess. But uh, yeah, we want yeah, you to I stay around to with us for a while, you know. Stay yeah, around I, with us for I a while. appreciate that. I'd, I'd like to be semi-legendary for a while. Just to, <laughs> just <to laughs> So we like Mary, you were talking uh you were talking about horses and horseback riding and and the event that you've got coming up for the folks around the world that are listening to this show right now uh a lot of those folks don't know that you really worked on a ranch and did a lot of trail riding and and leading people was that the Alice ranch or what was the name of that ranch yeah i was uh, i ran their helped run their horse program uh for about uh 12, 13 years there at the Alisal Ranch in uh, uh, Santa Barbara County, California. Yeah, it's uh, we had a hundred and uh, I think it was a hundred and twenty-eight head of horses we had to take care of, and then uh, wow. and then then we had to put people on them and take care of them as well. And, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting thing. It was it was a uh, it, it was the best ranch gig I ever had. I mean, it was the only time I ever had a four hundred one k and a dental plan. Oh, wow. They treated me pretty good, and because uh, I had come, I had come there after working for various outfitters in the Sierra Nevada for years, and um, uh, you got you got minimum wage, and um, if you got hurt, it's like uh, if I got real hurt, I just I just uh, let my dog lick it. It would uh, help. <laughs> that, that was my uh, medical gosh. plan. That yeah, was that, was plan. that was it. That was it. Well, I, I share this with a lot of people, and when we're talking, uh, quite often I'll say, well, it was a lot easier to do music than come off of horses, you know, a lot easier. Well, yeah, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. It was It's easier on my body. Uh, well, I used to think that, and then uh, now after after doing this for 25 years, it's it's like um, uh, I'm a little bit road-weary. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. I noticed mm-hmm. the day as I was driving home, I was driving home from a from a, from a show I did last night. I got up early and headed home, and uh, uh, I was noticing that my hips were aching because I'd been in the car so long. And I, I said, "Oh wow! When did that?" Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Well, talking about being road weary, <clears throat> I've already shared this with you off air, but uh, we had a we had a group of uh, entertainers and musicians here at the house a few weeks ago sitting around the dining room table and we started telling, they started telling road stories and, uh, and it was so hilarious and funny listening to those guys. I have threatened to do a show that's just about road stories, but, uh, instead I've been, I'm I'm incorporating that into the regular shows now. So give us a road story. One of your favorite trips. To, uh, you're wise to move slowly on this because uh, <laughs> um, you never know what you're going to get into, and many of them, I'm sure, are unprintable uh, and probably. Uh, well, they were. Actionable. They were that night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably actionable if it, if they're heard over the air. Um, so <laughs> take a hand in this. I think the most. Uh, I, years ago, I was I was I was booked in Branson, Missouri. And they, uh, uh, instead of giving me a hotel room, they uh, put us up in a 
bed and breakfast. And the old lady that, that ran it um, was uh, authoritarian might be a good, a good <laughs> word to that. We had, uh, it was just not myself. She had probably, I don't know, four or five other rooms that were rented out. And then she would uh, uh, feed us breakfast in the morning, and, and that was all well and good. But And she seemed rather fascinated by the fact that I was I was actually making a living doing this. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I don't know why she found it so surprising, but she did. And um, at one point during breakfast one morning, she called me out and was, was telling me, telling about me to all the other guests and yeah he he makes his living playing music that's all he does that's all he does. <laughs> and then she says why don't you play us a song oh. i thought oh. oh god please no she said, yeah play us play us go ahead and play us a song and and so she sat there and looked at me and i went okay well i guess i gotta play a song so i i drug out my guitar and i i, I did something very unchallenging <laughs> because it was uh, seven o'clock in the morning, and I—it's <laughs> really hard. Oh my to, gosh! Yeah, uh, you know, with no warm up or anything like that, and then and then she and she says, "See, see, that's what he does. He, this is all he does. This is all, really this is all he does. <laughs> why don't you yodel? Why don't you yodel for us?" <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so I, uh, I I managed to um, uh, I managed to back away from that challenge. I. Uh, I uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was no yodeling that was going to happen at 7 a.m. I think that's oh, illegal. They yodel before noon anyway. but uh, Probably uh, so. Probably so. Yeah, and wow. it's, it's just one of those things. And so I, I informed the um, the booker uh, that the next time that, that I came to Branson, I, I said, I really don't need to be staying at a bed and breakfast in the hotel room where people won't bother me. <laughs> And, and yes, that's really what I do. That's really what I do. Uh, so you, had, you had to well, think for your breakfast, huh, Dave? <laughs> I guess I did. Well, she was. Oh, wow. Give us, give us a song. Oh. Give us a song. Yeah. Well, let's give us another song. This is the Great Wide Open, Mr. Dave Stamey. Would you like to tell us anything about this? Oh, it's uh, I and I introduced this song on stage by mentioning that some of the best cowboys I ever worked with were girls, and uh, um, that's what this song is about. It's 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 a tribute to a couple of gals that I I watched grow up, and uh, who ended up being really good hands, and um, uh, could 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 handle a horse and a cow in any situation, and um, I just my hats off to them. All right. Them. So this, this is my tribute to them gals. This is a tribute to the gal cowgirls out there. Great wide open, Dave Samey. We'll be right back. There's a girl out there up on that high plateau. She can ride any rough string. Just come down from Idaho There ain't a man who can hold her She's like the wind through the sage She's like the force of nature Won't be put in a cage 
child of the grave wide open You can't haunt her the wind She will never be broken This child of the grace wide open There's a Mustang on the mouthpipe Cougar marks on his back Freedom's all he's ever known And he knows when someone's on his track There ain't a fence can hold him A man ain't never been born Who can catch him or tame him He cannot run a storm A child of the great wide open You can't halter the wind He will never be broken This child of the great wide open There's hoof tracks through the red rocks Hoof tracks stop to the sage Some are shod and some are barefoot As clear as the lines on a page They'll meet up some morning And they'll just disappear Who's to say that won't happen It sure gets wild out here Out in the great wide open You can't halter the wind They will never be broken Children of the great wide open Great Wide Open, Dave Stamey from his album Good Dog. Dave, there's another book that you've written um, that I, I believe every DJ should have in their bookcase and every listener should ha- should own. Um, this is the first 25 years, and um, I don't recall if we discussed this before, but um, you talk about how the songwriting process is is comparable to the creative process of a good saddle maker. And I was just wondering if if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Well, um, in our in our little industry, uh, the the western the western music industry, uh, I think um, what we do has more in common with an artisan, a spur maker, or a saddle maker, or even a painter or a sculptor, uh, than it does with anything that that's going on, say. Say in Nashville, and excuse that, uh, excuse that, Gary. I know that you're you're in Nashville, and uh, but that industry made it very plain to me 25 years ago that they weren't interested in in what I do. So, uh, and they were very gracious about it, but it, it was laid down that way. And and you, you come to the 
the realization that you're not going to um, you're not going to shake up the world uh, in the music business, and you're not going to shake up the world. The Kardashians are never going to buy what I do. Um, so you're playing to uh, the Western folk or people who love the Western lifestyle and people who enjoy the Western lifestyle, and uh, you're offering them a piece of art that celebrates that. And that's who your that's who your your that's who your audience is. That's who your audience and your your customers, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's and then people will take these songs and they'll use them the same way that they'll use a piece of good uh, good good horse gear. What we what we call using gear, and um, they'll take them out and they use them at rodeos, they use them at horse shows, they use them at funerals, they use them at weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's um, so yeah. That's that's sort of how I how I look at what I do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. a niche market, and it's it's a narrow market, but it goes pretty deep. It goes pretty yeah. deep. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty good to me. Well, I years. think they become they become kind of the um, soundscape for our lives. You know, they're they're playing in the background. I know there's the whole thing about, well, we don't have CD players and all that. Well, we figure out how to get this music into our environment. Um, I think I think so much our our soul relies on what our eyes see, obviously, you know, what we taste, but also what we hear. And um, I find Western music, and specifically your music, is really food for the soul. And and I have to be hearing it. You know, it just feeds me. <laughs> it's it's there's something uh, very um, gratifying uh, when you find out that you've been part of the soundtrack of, of people's lives, and it uh, mm-hmm. I, I take that very very seriously. I really take that very seriously, and it's uh, it's it's flattering and humbling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, you, you have, have been a fabulous guest today, and uh, so much fun. And uh, we're going to have to talk after the show because I've got some more stories to tell you that we can't tell on the air, <laughs> but, but we, we've got to do that. Yeah, there's one in particular, one in particular I've got to tell you because you know, Sue Knight. So we'll have to, we'll have to do that story. But um, yeah, but for the folks around the world that are listening, how can they get your music? Oh, you know, I'm all over everything. You can go, you can go to my website if you want, if you have the old style, uh, CD players, and you want to do that, you can order them from there. I'm I'm on Amazon, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Rhapsody and uh, Spotify and everything else, uh, all the platforms. Um, you can download me. You can uh, you can buy CDs. You can call me up. I'll sing the song over your, over the phone if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't call at seven in the morning, okay? Yeah, call after seven in, the seven in the morning. That's not going to happen. That's right. But, uh, that's right. That's right. Well, Dave, you've been absolutely fantastic. We're going to close out this segment with a great song that you've done called If the Morning Comes. And we look forward to having you back again, my friend, and visiting some. So thanks so much, Dave. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Bye-bye, Bobby. Bye-bye, Dave. All right. <laughs> Talk to you soon. If the Morning right. Comes, it's Dave Stamey. We'll be just back in a moment. If the morning comes and finds you Riding all alone If the dawn sneaks up behind you 
Your work is done. 
National Western Music Association Male Cowboy Poet of the Year Award, winning the honor in 2018. At their home in Colorado, Terry and his wife Kathy raise horses, hay, and beef, and spend as much time on the mountain horseback as possible. Along with writing and reciting his original cowboy poems, Terry brings classic cowboy poetry to stages throughout the West. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe the winner of the 2018 Cowboy Poetry Album of the Year Award for his album, A Good Ride, Terry Nash. Welcome, Terry. Well, howdy, Bobby Jean. How are you? Good to hear your voice. (laughs) Great to hear yours. (laughs) Hey, Terry. How are you, my friend? Howdy, Gary. Boy, if I was any better, I'd be Dave Stamey. Oh gosh, we'll share that with Dave. We'll share that with Dave. But anyway, anyway, we are going to have so much fun visiting with you today and 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 talking about your uh, uh, poetry. And we're going to be featuring poetry from a good ride. But uh, how did how did you get started doing cowboy poetry, Terry? Oh, you know, it goes way back to the bar story. <laughs> I was driving a truck for a living, and I stopped at a Holiday Inn in in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, and I went in for a beer in this in this bar, and and here sat this cowboy off in the corner, had his guitar, had a boot sitting there, and the little label on it says Tips, and he's playing the songs. He's he's playing the songs I grew up with. My dad's singing, and and he's playing songs that he had written. And I'm thinking, man, you can write about this stuff. Well, I sat and listened to that fella. He, I put a couple bucks in his boot, and he says, what do you want to hear? And I said, well, I want to hear you play all night. Oh. Well, it turned out, to be, <laughs> turned out to be that was Gary McMahon. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Way, wow. Back, when, way wow. back when he had something other than gray hair, kind of like me. And, and uh, <laughs> anyhow, Gary inspired me that night. I was – I just – figured out, man, you can write about this stuff and, and make it work. And, and so I was inspired. And long after that come Baxter Black and so many others. And, and uh, yeah, so it it doesn't always come natural to me, but it sure comes easy sometimes when it, when it ought to. Well, do you, do you remember your first cowboy gathering? Where was that? Oh, yeah. I was in Prescott, Arizona. First time I'd been invited to one. And, and, and what was share. the what was the experience like for your first gathering? Oh, I was scared to death. But you know, I I found <laughs> that all the people I was sharing the stage with were just normal people. They were just yeah. my kind of folks and they made you feel welcome and really you hear about stage fright, and uh, heck, that didn't happen. I was just pleased to be up there with those people, and, and uh, wow. I learned a lot of learned a lot about stage savvy and and stage presence, and and uh, you know you pick stuff up by working with folks like that. So, mm-hmm. 
Well, there are good mm-hmm. folks that are involved in the in the cowboy music world and the cowboy poetry world. But I got but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Terry. Every time I get up in front of a group to perform or talk, I have a little stage fright every time. So I I don't <laughs> know how to get over that, but I'd love to. I would love. Oh, to. I don't reckon you'd be don't reckon you'd be normal if you didn't, Gary, because I kind of <laughs> do sometimes. There's there's times that little devil on my shoulder says we got to get off this stage we got to get out of here <laughs> and I just, I just ignore him and go on but but uh yeah it's it's that's just being human yeah i think so i think so well this album a good ride the award-winning album a good ride is terrific and uh, we're going to get to some poetry right now to share that with our audience first one we're going to do is riding and uh tell us about riding you know, Ryden is one of my favorite Badger Clark poems, and uh, I don't know. I, I just I like to put a lot of energy into it, and, and uh, it's just one that I really love doing. I'm, I've probably probably recited it in my sleep. I've done it so many times, but but uh, it's it's one of my all time Badger Clark favorites. Well, let's take a listen to Ryden and come back and talk more with Terry Nash today on. The Campfire Cafe. I got that right this time, Bobby. The Campfire Cafe. (laughs) There are some that like the city. Grasses curried smooth and green. Theaters and strangling collars. Wagons run by gasoline. But for me, it's hoss and saddle. Every day without a change. In a desert sun a-blazing on a hundred miles of range. And riding, riding. Desert rippling in the sun, mountains blue along the skyline. Oh, I don't envy anyone when I'm riding. When my feet is in the stirrups and my hoss is on the bust and his hoofs are flashing lightning from a cloud of golden dust. And the bawling of the cattle is a coming down the wind. Then a finer life than riding would be mighty hard to find. Just a riding, riding, splitting long cracks through the air. Stirring up a baby cyclone, ripping up the prickly pears I'm riding. Oh, I don't need no art exhibits when the sunset's done her best, painting everlasting glory on the mountains to the west. And your Opry looks so foolish when the night bird starts his tune, and the desert's silver mounted by the touches of the moon, and I'm riding, riding. Who can envy kings and czars when the coyotes down the valley are singing to the stars if he's riding? When my earthly trail is ended, my final bacon curled, and the last great roundup's finished at the home ranch of the world. I don't want no harps nor halos, robes nor other dressed-up things. Let me ride the starry ranges on a pinto hoss with wings, just riding, riding. Nothing I'd like half so well as rounding up the sinners that have wandered out of hell and riding. And that's our special guest, Terry Nash, with the um, poem Riding. Um, Terry, it's so delightful to have you with us. I think it's, I feel like it's been ages since we've chatted. Um, and you've had some wonderful things happen, like the publication. I do, I am a reader of um, the book <laughs> Four Aces and a Queen. Um, could you tell us about this book and how it came about and a little bit more about this? You know, um, I am such. I'm, I'm so privileged. I've got great friends, Floyd and Valerie Beard and Dennis Russell and Dale Page and I. We all got together, and it was at an IWMA convention in 
Albuquerque several years ago. Um, Valerie came up with the idea, you know, we ought to put this stuff in a book. And uh, that kind of just laid around, that thought did for quite a while. But three or four years later, she, you know, she's like the world's greatest coach. And she put her, <laughs> held her feet to the fire and, and we started putting it together. And Dale Page worked his magic helping getting it published. And it is a collection of original poetry by each of us five. And uh, I'm awful proud, I'm proud of this book. It just came out really great. And there's mm-hmm. so much great poetry in the, the artwork and the everything in it is just, oh, I don't know. It, I'm, I just can't brag on it enough. And we were so <laughs> surprised in 2021, uh, there wasn't really a category for an award for this book at IWMA, but Darned if they didn't come up with one, uh, and I give Mark Munzer a lot of credit. <laughs> the Western Wordsmiths, they we've, they figured out how to give us an award for that mm-hmm. book. And uh, mm-hmm. that just spoke to me about the quality of the book that we put together. <clears throat> but I have an announcement. I... Can we can we just say something here, Bobby Jean? Of course. I have an an... <laughs> well, we're on the radio. Sure, we can say something. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the five of us, just uh, three weeks ago, we met at Don Richmond's Howl and Dog uh, Studio in Alamosa, Colorado, and uh, the five of us put down three tracks apiece out of this book. And oh, wow. We've got, we're working on a CD to accompany our book. Oh, that's going to be great. That's fantastic. That's going to be great. Oh, yes. That's it, fantastic. It is. Gonna, it and yeah, it, it actually leads it it actually leads me to a, a a second question. When you're writing, are you also reciting? You know, like when you when you write a poem, are you thinking about it living in that written world, or are you are you writing it to birth it in the reciting world? Is there a difference? Uh, you know, it, sometimes it turns out there is, but to me, the the poem that that I really have am glad I wrote is one that I can recite to people. That you can recite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's all about mm-hmm. the rhyme and meter. Uh, as our we, we call him the professor Dale Page, he he has stressed <laughs> so many times. Uh, you know, it's got to have the rhyme and meter, or it just doesn't work. And so I'm hearing that as I'm writing. I'm going back uh-huh. and correcting and changing, and, and it might take me three years to get a good poem written. But, wow. But, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gary, do you want to have him, do you want him to tell you about the next poem? Yeah, Cowman's Lottery is the next uh, next poem we, we're going to get to, Terry. So tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, Cowman's Lot, and yeah, uh, you know, this is a co-write. Mike Muto down in Silver City, New Mexico. Uh, he, he's a good friend, and, and he approached me one time, sent me an email with the first lines, two on the ground, and I don't remember what all it was, but uh, anyhow, he says these are the lines you 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 start them, and you know we'll just trade back and forth, and so we did, and it took me six, seven months to keep up with Mike. You know, I'd fire one out and. Or I'd write one, and then he'd fire one right back. And it took us quite a while, all because of me being slow. 
And uh, <laughs> but we come out with this this good poem, and and uh, finally it was it was at the the end, close to the end. We had most of the verses, and Mike finally wrote me, and he says, you know, you know more. You're a cowman. You know about this stuff, and and he says, I'm just gonna let you finish it, but do us all a favor, and get that calf on the ground before that heifer dies of old age. Ah. <laughs> and and that'll become evident if you listen to the poem. It's about a first calf heifer giving birth. In the, All right. Well, let's really listen to the, uh, yeah, let's listen to Cowman's Lottery. We're talking with Terry Nash today on the Campfire <laughs> Cafe. Well, it's cabin season on our range, and though some might think it's strange, it's my favorite time of year. For there's this vocal talk from cow to calf. She's speaking up on his behalf, saying things to him that he should hear. It's a scene just witnessed once a year, that quiet lowing that you hear, the sponding calf to cow. She's talking to him all the while, she's licking him clean, mother style. I smile to think of it now. It's a dialogue I'll not tire of, the sweet Pure sounds of a mother's love. So listen to this story of a first calf heifer and a rancher who has two on the ground at the end of the day and a heifer waiting for night. Front's moving in with the clouds thick and gray and her bag's getting swollen and tight. Still in the saddle where he'd been all day, no one sure tonight things would freeze. He looked at the clouds like folks do when they pray. Lord, what makes them pick nights like these? Well, he hazed her out from the rest of the cows and into a dry cabin pen. Scattered straw he'd save for times such as now in a shelter out of the wind. Unsettled and restless, the young cow paced. He'd seen this in cabin before. She'd delay if he remained in her space. He backed off and gave her some more. Well, the first flakes to fall were wet and wide spaced. So warning, for soon they fell quicker. Wind and dark were neck and neck as they raced and the cowboy pulled on his slicker. He thought of supper, a wife who'd worry. She'd watch for his truck at the gate. And he was a heifer no man could hurry and decided supper could wait. You see, most cowmen at the end of the day would likely reflect on this spot. He asked for this job. It weren't for the pay. It's the love of a cowman's lot. Till the temperature dropped, snow turned now to ice, stung his face like splendors of glass. Through squinted eyes, he watched the cow circle twice and then take a place in the grass. She laid down and pushed, and stood up and strained, two circles, then back in the grass. One foot was glimpsed, but she stood up again and looked his way, and the moment passed. Billy turned to his chores to get out of sight, reminded she needed her space. This labor could last plumb into the night, and nothing would quicken the pace. He fed all the horses, rode monks to cows, using time he knew she required. He rode back when finished to check on her now, and hoping she wasn't too tired. Two feet now emerged where just one had shown. She labored her calf to expel. The cow then uttered a low, quiet moan and stretched out to rest for a spell. But in five more minutes, a small head appeared. Meantime, the mercury's fallen. The calf was soon out, but the rancher then feared it'd need help or death would be calling. But the heifer's up. She's inspecting her work. Soft lowing, she battled the cold. Nuzzled and licked, the calf shivered and jerked, and the man marveled as instincts took hold. 
She licked the cast clean. He tried out new feet, nosediving plumb into the ground. He then got a taste of mother's milk sweet and latched onto the spigot he'd found. The man grinned to hear the smack of wet lips. Knew the calf was getting his meal. Inner warmth would soon spread from nose plumb to hips, and mom's rough tongue would seal the deal. Steward of cattle, of his birthright and land, he'd not think of quitting this spot. He's there, if needed, to lend her a hand, the best friend this young cow's got. From the CD, A Good Ride, that is Cowman's Lottery, and we're talking with Terry Nash today on the Campfire Cafe. Terry, I could tell some humorous tales about me trying to raise cattle, uh, but we'll have to do that another time. But, uh, yeah, when you – and they're pretty funny as well. But, uh, well I like to probably swap stories with you there, Gary. I expect we could. Now, horses are a different story. Horses and I get along, and I've raised horses forever, but uh, a couple of experiences I had with cattle were just not really good, particularly in the snow, <laughs> particularly in the snow. Well, I, I did not know this until you called my attention to it, but you and Mary Kay wrote a song together called Horse Lover. So how did the two of you get connected to do this? Oh, gosh, I'm so proud of this. Uh, Mary Kay approached me at an IWMA convention one one evening, and uh, me and Dale Page both, and she says to me, she says, I, I want you to write a song or write a poem about uh, what it takes, the sacrifices that people will make in order to have horses in their lives. Well, that just rung a bell with me because well, it'll be 33, 34 years now ago, I met this beautiful young creature over here in western Colorado who had horses, and she had a few acres of hay ground, and she was working three jobs and living on minimum wage and keeping those horses fed and just so she could have those horses, just so, oh, wow. just so her love. And so I... I'd watch that. I'd, yeah, I live that with this woman. And Kat is, she's such a horse lover. And, and so I wrote a poem, uh, you know, wrote my words down, and I sent them off to Mary Kay. And oh, she, she is such a, fa- a fabulous writer. Uh, she can just put her, she worked her magic on my words and made them sound, well, plausible and and <laughs> acceptable and and put her music to it and her song horse lover just oh man it's just so cool well it's a great song and uh so this is terry nash mary k holt it's called horse lover we'll be back in just a moment grass ain't six bucks a bale now back feet is up again the beans and ramen noodles are the same the shoe is wanting cash now and grass is getting thin but the pasture's starting back now from that rain. Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse land. Sure it's dandy hobbling to the trail. I'm living in a single wire to afford the things I can. Just found another vet bill in the mail. I'm holding on to the end of my road. As long as I've got horses, I've 
drummer It just gallops along Cause I'm a horse lover She's listening to the show somewhere, so she'll, <laughs> she'll hear everything you say. Yeah. Um, so, have you written some some with other other uh, singer songwriters? Done some co-writes? Um, yeah, none of them have really really resonated yet. Uh, you know, I'm always wishing I could co-write with somebody, but but uh, yeah, this uh, horse lover was the big one for me. All right. Mary Kay, if you are listening, you and Terry Nash need to get together and do another one. So that <laughs> yes, was great. Yes, ma'am, we do. <laughs> that was great. 
That was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. you are a great guest to have on the show. And uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new CD that you're working on right now. So would you make sure that we get a copy and then come back and be with us again? Oh, you bet. You bet I will. That, that's uh, as soon as it gets in my hot little hands, I'll ship you off a, a copy of it. All right. That will be exciting. That will be exciting. Well, for the folks that are listening around the world, how can they find your website? How they can they get your poetry and uh, and follow your tour? Well, my website is uh, terrynashcowboypoet.com. And uh, I think I'm still on iTunes and CD Baby. And, and the the absolute best way to get a get a copy of one of my CDs is to run me down. If you see me in the pickup and I'll stop and get one out of the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Well, I look forward to being able to do that sometime. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to close out this segment with another great poem that you've done called my pew. And uh, anything you want to tell us about this? Oh, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're closing this one out with this one. It, I wrote this horseback, Jerry. Uh, it, uh, I don't know. I just was up there riding through the Quakies, and, and I was feeling it. I was just feeling what a great life I've got and, and, and how close you can be to God when you're riding up there. And, and uh, that's, it didn't take long to write that. Uh, it, just, it just worked out for me. I think maybe oh. I had a little help. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I understand mm-hmm. that. I understand that. Well, this is my pew. Terry Nash has been our special guest today on the Campfire Cafe. And, Terry, look forward to having you back real soon, my friend. Well, you just holler and I'll be back. I, I really have fun. You guys are so easy to work with on an interview, and it's, and it's great to hear your voices, both of you. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. This is my pew. It is from the CD, A Good Ride. We'll be back in just a moment. He drove past the church Sunday morning. His neighbors were filing on in. He thought about cattle he's gathering and drove on up to the pen. He can only get help on the weekends, so he's missing the warship once more. It's coming on time for the shipping. And he walked back to the trailer door. His cowpony let out a nicker. He smiled at the voice of his friend. He thinks of the miles they have covered. And today, they'll ride out again. While he's making the outside circle, he has plenty of time to reflect. It's out here where I'm the most peaceful. And it ain't that I disrespect, but Lord, I'm certain you know me. We've been saddle pals most of my life. When this cow work eases up some, I'm there in your house, me and my wife. But out here, my pew's saddle leather, and you know, this life suits me just fine. And the Lord, those churchgoers worship, well, he's the very same as mine. For while they're congregating in church, though I don't stop in to pray, I know I can always visit you while I'm sitting horseback every day. I cinch my pew upon the broad back of your most wondrous beast, And together we explore your range with Mother Nature as our priest. I see you and a young mama cow as she stands to nurse her new calf. 
or the moisture that you bring the range, providing feed for her behalf. I see you out on the horizon, and you're among the quaking aspen, and I feel a kinship with you. And Lord, I figure just perhaps for you and me, well, that's sure enough. And I know we'll get by just fine. For the Lord, those good neighbors worship, well, he's the very same as mine. Well, it's time now for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We're going to take a listen to this one from Mary Kay Holt called Frontier. We'll be back in just a moment. Traditional rules never quite apply to me and you. 
I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me is my co-host in Albuquerque, Miss Bobby Bell. And we are going to welcome to the show now a good friend, Mr. Larry McMillan, and his better half is with him, I think, Christy McMillan as well. So how are you guys? That's right. How are we doing? Good to see everybody down there. Good to, good good. to be on. <clears throat> Good, good to have you with us. And um, for folks that are listening around the world, first of all, I'm going to tell you that this is one of the finest fellows that you'll ever meet. He owns Southeast Pack Trips in the Big South Fork up around Jamestown, Tennessee. And he was kind enough to take Mary Kay and myself on a trail ride on our honeymoon. And so we kind of hold him near and dear to our hearts. So, Larry... Thank you for doing that. But you are a great, great host, and Southeast Pack Trips is a great place to go. So as we get started, well, thank you. As we get started today, tell us a little bit about Southeast Pack Trips. Well, we've been offering custom horseback rides here at Big South Fork uh, for 36 years, coming up here in October. It's not the normal trail ride that we offer. Big South Fork has over 300 miles of trails, and um, we don't have the crowds we haven't had ever. I mean, it's still kind of remote, and we're still people coming up here that say, we, we didn't know this place was here. I had a hiker just a minute ago getting ready to go on a ride. He said, we didn't even know this place was here. So that's a good thing in a lot of ways, but it's heaven on a horse. Uh, east of Mississippi River, it's the closest thing I've ridden without going out west, Gary, and uh, that's the truth. So we want everybody to enjoy it. and. We offer custom rides. It's uh, You tell us what kind of ride you want to do, anywhere from a one-hour up to a seven-day trip, and we'll try to produce that based on your needs, from menus to lodging, camp camping, Cherry Creek Lodge, backcountry facility here in the park. Lots of options to do custom horseback rides on the Great Tennessee Walker. Uh, that's all we have, and uh, we're located just outside the National Park boundary here, and we're ready to take care of people and want them to have fun during these crazy times that are going on out there. Come mental <laughs> therapy, therapeutic horseback rides. That's what we're offering starting yesterday. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that my wife had never ridden a Tennessee walking horse. Of course, I grew up with walking horses and have had them all my life, but it was the first experience for her. And I, I never will forget as we were riding with you up through the beautiful big South Fork that she turned and she said, I got to have one of these. And so <laughs> if you, if you have never ridden a walking horse, you need to go to Southeast pack trips and hook up with Larry McMillan and, uh, and enjoy riding in that beautiful country on a great Tennessee walking horse. But one well, of the reasons, honest, yeah. To be honest with you, I thought she was talking about you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, well, she may have. She may have. She might have. That's how I perceive it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. But uh, the Big South Fork is a beautiful part of the country. How many how many acres up there, and how many miles of trails do they have, Larry? Well, we uh, have 125,000 acres that make up the park. Uh, we have the second largest network of public horse trails east of Mississippi here at Big South Fork, over 300 miles. Half of those miles are in uh, you can't access them by vehicle. It's back country and. You can really get in the back country. Here's a lot of history here that we go into Kentucky. About a fourth of the park is in Kentucky. The eastern central time zone comes right through the edge of it, just down the road. So uh, you can get, you can feel like you, you're here and God made it for you because uh, you don't see any crowds. You, all you do is see a few hikers, but they have 450 miles of hiking trails, 150 of them that we can't get on. So, they have their space. We have ours. We don't allow four-wheelers. So it's pretty much horses. Uh, of course, we have the river to canoe. It's one of the eight, I think it's eight parks in the whole park that have the water, which is the, they call it the paddle, hike, bike, or ride, the horses, the hiking, the bicycles, and the, the river. So it's kind of a unique area. We're located right here in the heart of the eastern half of the United States, 10 to 12 hours and two-thirds of the population. Of the United States, and you can get here and really get away from everybody. Uh, I, I wasn't kidding when I talked about the therapeutic riding. You can come up here at Big South Fork. We were uh, voted in the top 10 places in the whole country for stargazing, uh, lack of man made light. Uh, wow. There's Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was when the. Uh, the eclipse came through here a few years ago. They came up with that, and they decided. In fact, Cherit Creek, the backcountry facility that we're going into this weekend, matter of fact, people can look that up on the Big South Fork page. Uh, that was the area that they were talking about because you've been there, Gary. Down in yeah. that pocket right there, there's no man-made light. You can reach up and touch the stars on a clear night. It's just a real nice place to be. With, with that being said, Polk Creek Natural Area was just developed in a, in a way of a state park, a, j, a joint picket right up the road. There's 3,500 acres in that. There's so much nature here, just not on a horse. That's how I utilize the park. But it, there's so much nature here for everybody that wants to get outside. And then even the hikers, just like today, we had a group come in. They've been hiking all week and have been to Honey Creek, Cherry Creek, Twin Arches. They heard about the horseback riding here, and they wanted to enjoy it along with the other activities they have. Lots to offer here. A lot to offer, and so if the listeners around the world are not familiar with the Big South Fork, you need to Google Big South Fork National Park and Recreation Area, and uh, it's phenomenal. You mentioned the Twin Arches, and the only place you can see arches like this in the east is the Big South Fork. You've got to go all the way back out to the west to find that type of landscaping, and uh, it is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, the Twin, the twin Arches, uh, it's the highest set of Twin Arches in Sand Rock. The highest set of Twin Arches east of Mississippi River, second in the whole United States. There's a set in Utah that's higher than this. So it's a really unique area. I mean, it's just very special. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is absolutely great. Well, one of the other things that we wanted to talk to you about today is the Boston butt cookout 
and fundraiser for Horse Life Incorporated. And uh, and I know you've got the young lady there that may be Christy. Do you want us to tell us about this? Sure. Uh, we're going into our second year with the reason. The reason we started it, you know, Larry's been doing private rescues probably 35 years. Yeah. So I came up with this harebrained idea to start the rescue when we ended up with some extra horses that we didn't really need. So working out pretty well. It'll be the second year, so we're excited. Well, and and if you go to Facebook and check out Larry McMillian, uh, Larry McMillan, and uh, look at his page, he's got those Boston butts there—a picture of those things—and and actually, my mouth just watered when mm-hmm. I looked at that. But uh, but that is going to be phenomenal. And I think Larry, you were telling me that uh, you know you how many how many horses do you have in the southeast pack? Well, string we, right we now. had thir- 38 at one time. That was several years ago. Right now. We have 28, 27 are rideable. We have one young horse that uh, we hadn't got broke. Um, but everything else, we have three mules and the rest of them are horses. And uh, they're in the best shape they've ever been because of lack of riding. It's been kind of a cool, dreary uh, spring. And you look, I'm looking at about eight of them right here right now. They're up there just rolling in dirt. And glad, we, <laughs> glad we're having <laughs> No, these guys have meant so much to us and our customers over all these years that they've taken such good care of you and Mary Kay. You guys come up here, she's never ridden a walker. You know, so we owe this to them. Christy came up. She called a harebrained. It's not a harebrained idea. It's a good thing. We don't want these horses to leave here and not be under our care. You know, they've given so much to us that we've given to other people. I wish that we could give all the money back. Well, not all of it, but the one, the money they brought. I would, I would, I really do wish that we could start giving rides for free. And for, before this year is over, I probably can see that happening with kids. The way the economy is, and people just can't, you know, do a, you know, a two-hour ride or something. So I, I really, we advertised it the, the other day that kids riding half price and things like that. But I don't want kids. To miss out on horse experience because of money, you know what I mean? Right. They bring the kids up here. We'll let them get on a horse and play with them, ride around the barn. The parents can lead them. We won't even charge you for that. And I hope I get overrun with that kind of business right there. You know, I'd rather give back what God's given me here at Big South Fork the opportunity to have these horses and have them in the shape that they are. We've got 90 saddles in a barn. Uh, we're leaving on an overnight pack trip. Uh, Saturday morning, uh, we've got another four day leaving here in uh, two weeks. Uh, it's just an experience that people just don't get to do, and we're going to try to do these to give back to the horses through the rescue fund, and we're going to keep them here, take good care of them until they get, you know, unmanageable. We'll have to do what we have to do then, but that's not being said. If some young kid came through here that wanted a horse to, to adopt. We're going to keep. We're going to make sure these horses don't go to the sale or end up somewhere they shouldn't, don't deserve to be. And that's right. kind of what the rescue program is centered around. And Christy came up with it. She started this thing. She's put a lot of effort into it. And it's not really about the money. It's much of it is bringing the equipment. Horses in a place like this, where 
Well, Clark Ferris used to cash me in somewhere down to make a sale down the road. And Gary, mm-hmm. it was right. a great opportunity for me to have Larry fire up the smoker and cook me something good to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I> was, <laughs> well, he looks like a pretty well, doggone good cook, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. Looks like a pretty doggone good cook. We've had a lot this, <laughs> this fundraiser is taking place on Saturday from 4 to 9. And, uh, Christy, can you give us the address for people that might want to come up there and enjoy some of that Boston butt? Yes, sir. Absolutely. We are at 125 Kenneth Drive, Jamestown, Tennessee, just outside the Big South Forks Park. All right. So it is a beautiful area. Supposed to be pretty on Saturday, I think. And uh, and so just jump in your car and drive down to uh, to Southeast Pack Trips at 125 Kenneth Drive in Jamestown, Tennessee, and you can help support their efforts to give these horses great homes. And uh, Larry, the uh, the people need to get in touch with you. They can do that by going to your website. What is that? That's uh, southeastpacktrips.com. Uh, there's information on there. You can contact us through an email on there. Uh, we have some lodging. We have a new cabin on the property. We've renovated an old cabin, but very rustic. We have two of those. We have cabin over the hill, uh, Seven Springs. You can call our hard line, 931-792-2260. Uh, my cell phone is 931-239-5684. The service is a little bit sketchy out here, so if you call the the hard line, leave a message. Christy, Bobby, or I will be sure and get that, uh, the message, return your call. Uh, email is great. If you send us a message, uh, I check those things daily. And in order to produce these trips that we advertise, we try to produce what we promise and promise what we produce. Uh, it's best that we talk about your group, what you want, the length of ride, how, how tough you want it. You want it mild, you want a good ride, you want a faster ride. That's where the word custom comes into. So uh, it's best to notify us, and we, we try to produce the best ride we can. For the, We had a bunch of Boy Scouts up this past weekend from Franklin, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told us what they wanted to do. They come up here and camp. And it's so much fun watching the kids, man, uh, run around on mm-hmm. the horses and run around here at the farm. It reminds me of when I was a kid because I don't want to grow up and be like you guys. They call you guys adults. I don't, I don't, I just want to be a kid. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, southeastpacktrips.com is the website. You can find out all the information there that you need. And uh, and we're going to come up and see you. Mary Kay's heading for Utah this week, but but in the next month or so, we want to head up your way. We look forward to seeing you. Well, Thank promises, you promises. I've heard those before, you know. <laughs> uh, but, but, gee, you know, I, I've heard you. I promise you those cobblers now. You've got to come get them. I All know. Right. I know. There you go, Bobby. I, I, it's on my bucket list. It's on my bucket list. Hey, I have a, I have a question somewhat uh, as a tangent, but uh, are you a chainsaw artist? Is my son, my youngest son, Landon, John Landon, he, he does oh. that, and he, you, you, I'm going to give him a, a, a gig here. Uh, uh, Macmillan Made on Facebook, Landon, I do custom horseback rides. He does custom wood carvings. He can cart, look on his web, uh, Facebook page. Yeah, I think that's where one, I was. Yeah. He just 
kicks those things out like oh, unbelievable. Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah. And just to let everybody know, he got none of that talent from his father. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> but, no, You're talented in other ways, my friend. Well, talented in other ways. He's pretty heavy duty when it comes to song songs, but rock, rock. Look him up on Facebook. He'd appreciate he'd make it. He's a dog, a bird, a horse, a raccoon, or about things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, his work's wonderful. Well, Larry, yeah. we look, okay. forward, look forward to seeing you and Christy soon. So thanks for being with us today, my friend. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. I think uh, we're going to see you at the Mustang Heritage. That's right. That's right. We'll see you in just a few weeks there. So look forward to seeing you then. Thanks very much. Appreciate you guys having us on. Thank Coming you. up next, we're going to be visiting with a very good friend, Mr. Bobby Marquez, about a great event that's coming up on June the 10th. But right now, let's take a listen to a sample of what you'll hear on Country With Heart. This is Bobby's She's Not From Texas. Two-stepping in a honky-tonkin' Beaumont And walk the most beautiful girl That I had ever seen in my whole life with a smile that was out of this world Right away I knew that she was different When I looked in her eyes I could see Everything on earth I've ever wanted And as we danced it slowly dawned on me She's not from Texas She's from heaven Lone star angel sent God above She's not from Texas She's from heaven From the first hello I was so in love We held each other close While the band played we talked and laughed about all kinds of things The magic way we floated round the dance floor Made me sure she must be hiding weeds I thanked the man upstairs who sent her to me Even though I knew it was a loan Promised him that I'd take good care of her Till the day she had to go back home She's not from Texas She's from heaven Lone Star Angel sent God above She's not from Texas She's from heaven From the first hello I was so in love here we go. She's not from Texas. She's from heaven. A lone star angel sent God above. She's not from Texas. She's from heaven. From the first hello. I was so in love Yeah, from the first hello I was so in love 
Mr. Bobby Marquez, she's not from Texas. And please welcome our good friend, Bobby Marquez. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Gary, how you doing? I am doing great. I am doing great. I am so excited about this great benefit that you've got coming up June the 10th. And tell us a little bit about what Country with Heart is all about and talk to us about the great performers that you're bringing. Gosh, Gary, you know, it's been a it's been a great uh, great run so far working with St. Jude over the years. This is going to be our eighth annual Workout Anytime 24-7 presents the eighth annual Country with Heart for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital raising money. And, God, we've got some – we have a great lineup uh, this year. Uh, probably one of the best lineups we've had in a long time. Uh, we've got actor Hollywood star Dennis Quaid is going to be there. Man, <laughs> I'm excited about that. And then, of course, my hero in country music, Johnny Rodriguez, is going to be there, uh, along with John Barry. What a voice, John Barry. And then we've got we just uh, uh, we've got Riders in the Sky. We've got Rex Allen Jr., Barbara Fairchild, Bailey and the Boys. And then we just added Hollywood actor and country superstar John Schneider to the lineup. And then also adding uh, John McEwen from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band who's in the Blue Belt Hall of Fame and the founder of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Man. Wow. It's going to be a great show, man. It's a spectacular show. Well, I'm excited. It is going to be a whole lot of fun. And and where is this taking place, Bobby? Yeah, so it's going to be here in Nashville. It's going to be during the CMA Festival weekend on June the 10th. It's going to be at the Nashville Nightlife Dinner Theater. And it's going to be – the doors are going to open at 5 o'clock. And then uh, uh, the venue is going to be uh, uh, providing a buffet dinner for $25 for folks, uh, whoever, want to, whoever wants to eat. So the dinner is going to start at 5.30. And then uh, you get to sit down and listen to some music uh, with Riders in the Sky. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Well, My favorite, guys. Riders in the Sky. My favorite, favorite Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, of course, you know, we're going to have uh, – this year we're going to do it like we did last year. We're going to have the uh, the riders round. So we're going to have two riders rounds, uh, each with four artists, and then each each artist will be doing four songs each on each round. Um, it, it's going to be a fantastic, and that's I believe that's going to start around six thirty the round. So each one will go about an hour and fifteen minutes each round. Uh, but it, I'm trying to do it like I've always done the past few years, to where you know I liked it when it was the the old fanfare, you know. When you get right, to go out to a right. show and you get to meet up, meet the meet the the artists up close and get through with them, you know, have a nice meal, relax, you know, and 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 uh, and all that kind of stuff. And then we're going to have a silent auction as well too, uh, with a lot of stuff donated from some some big country stars, from Jimmy Buff, Gene Watson, uh, wow. to the Hat Show Print, yeah, Crosley Jukebox. Uh, they've donated a, a couple of jukeboxes. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff that we're going to have for the silent auction, so we hope folks can get out there. And, and uh, we're going to try to raise as much money as we can. Last year we raised the most money for St. Jude that we did last year, so hopefully we can beat that this year and try to keep uh, getting more money for the kids. Oh, it's going to be it. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Hold on. This is live radio. <laughs> We're in Tennessee. We are in Tennessee, you know, so we do have allergies here. 
But it is, <laughs> it is going to be a fantastic evening. Mary Kay and I already have our tickets, and we're looking forward to a great evening. And for folks that are listening around the world, how can they get tickets for this great Country with Heart event? Yeah, so you can go to uh, you can go to my Facebook page, which is uh, www.facebook.com, Bobby Marquez Music, and I posted a uh, a link there where people can purchase tickets, or you can go to eventbrite.com and then in the search bar just put Country with Heart, and it'll it'll come up for the link. Uh, it's thirty five dollars uh, for tickets online, and then it's going to be forty dollars at the door to get in, and then like I said, the venue is going to be providing uh, a buffet. For twenty-five dollars, which doesn't go to St. Jude, that that goes straight to the venue. Uh, but they'll be right. providing that uh, fantastic dinner, uh, and and their food is fantastic. Last year we had so many people that were just talking about the food and raving about it. Uh, so if you're hungry, come on out before the show. You know, guys, you're going to have all kinds of entertainment and food and and auction and everything. It's going to be a fun afternoon. Well, what a night it's going to be. And, again, that's June the 10th, and you can get tickets at eventbrite.com. Just search for Country with Heart. Bobby Marquez, thanks for doing this. You have a huge smile. You're known for that. But you have a huge heart, and Country with Heart is going to be a fantastic event this year. And we look forward to seeing you and especially your pretty wife. So we look forward to seeing Jennifer Heron there as well. So. Yeah, Jennifer's going to be helping me doing some co-hosting as well, too, on the stage. She does a fantastic job, and and, uh, she's a person that that helps me put all this together, doing all the hard work behind the closed closed doors. I just do the easy part. (laughs) She does all the hard part. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, listen, thank you again for sharing this information with us. We look forward to being at Country with Heart June the 10th. Go to Bobby's Facebook page, Bobby Marquez Music. And uh, you can find a link there or just go to Eventbrite and look for Country with Heart. Bobby, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to uh, put out a big shout-out to Workout Anytime 24-7 for once again sponsoring uh, the uh, Country with Heart show coming up on June the 10th. All right. It is great. We're looking forward to seeing you there. And we'll be back in just a moment on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Cause we gotta get home tonight 
another one because he talked about being on the stage and and acknowledging the the audience and not the right state that he was in <laughs> that's right that's right that's right anyway but that, that's a lot of fun you know we maybe maybe we just need to do a sideshow called road stories or we may mm-hmm. have to call it tales from the trail or something i don't know but anyway yeah, that was a lot yeah, of fun yeah a lot of fun and a lot of fun visiting with terry nash and uh, such a neat guy, and I'm certainly looking forward to uh, getting that new CD as well and having him back. It's uh, a lot of fun. And and then our good friend, Larry McMillan and his wife, Christy, and uh, we apologize. He has allergies. We have no allergies here in Tennessee at all. No, none at all. <laughs> but, uh, but he was kind of challenged just a little bit. And then Bobby Marquez and his big event that's coming up June the 10th, that is going to be a fun evening. And uh, some of our old friends will be there, won't they, Bobby? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great Rise cast. Great Rex Allen Jr. Rex yeah, Allen Jr., kinda, John McEwen. You know, yeah. Half of those people have been on one of our shows or the other. And mm-hmm. So that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Well, out west, what's going on with writers, uh, Rendezvous with Ryder? Uh, tonight's guest is uh, Teddy Jones. She's written a new book called Marva Cope. It's a really a wonderful story. We'll be chatting with her at um, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Let's see, standard time, that would be 8 o'clock. Um, you can listen directly at LA Talk Radio's Facebook page. And, of course, it'll be available as a podcast um, minutes afterwards. And um, that'll, be, that'll be a fun interview. It's a very engaging book. And I can't believe the month of May. She's our final guest for May. June is around the corner. I have no idea where this year is going. It's it's getting away. Hey, I want to mention uh, that, and I'm I'm a vice chairman of the board with Mustang Heritage Foundation. We are bringing an extreme Mustang makeover to the Williamson County Ag Center in Franklin, Tennessee, June the 22nd through the 24th. So it will be a great opportunity for people to be able to come out and see what has happened with these wild horses in 100 days. And you're not going to believe what these folks are doing and, and how they're working. And, uh, and we've got some great entertainment lined up. We'll have vendors that will be there, a lot of food for three days. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. And so put that on your calendar for June the 22nd through the 24th at the Williamson County Ag Center in Franklin, Tennessee. That is the Extreme Mustang Makeover. And you can get your tickets for the finals. It's free, Bobby, for Thursday and Friday and all day on Saturday. And then it's a ticketed event. Uh, The tickets are only $15 for the finals that night. But Mm -hmm. we also have a VIP event that is going to be taking place and uh, you can buy tickets for that as well. And a uh, little bird told me that Mary Kay and Tisha McKenna and, and uh, Myrna Lewis will be performing for that. And, uh, and I also heard a little bird said that uh, Phoebe White will be there and singing the national oh, great. anthem. For oh, this wow, so great. going to be a whole lot of fun whole lot of fun, June the 22nd through the 24th. Well, any final thoughts for today? This has been, it feels like it's been a long, long show with all the people. (laughs) Well, I do have one. When life's strong winds come blowing, bend with them and let go. By bending, you will become stronger in new places. By letting go, you will make room for the new and better. I like that. I like that very much, very much. Well, we're going to close the show today with a great song from the late and great good friend of both Bobby's and mine, Mr. Don Edwards. It's called The Master's Call. Be sure and tune in on Saturday for Live from Nashville at noon Central Standard Time, and then be back with us for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up Thursdays starting at noon. And you can find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify 24-7. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Thanks for listening.
Pastures wide with clover. 